Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Conversations of the Way. My name is Carlos. I'm your host. And this is the second part of How to Love God and Our Neighbor series. If you have not heard the first part, I recommend you do. You may not be able to capture the full understanding of this part if you're not an avid reader of the scriptures. And that's okay. That's what we all here for. To feed ourselves with the holy set-apart word of our Creator. In the first part of our series, we talked about the two greatest commandments. And we discussed in how the relationship between Jesus and the sects, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, led to this question. Let us refresh our memory. A Pharisee, who happened to be a lawyer, asked Jesus in Matthew chapter 22, verse 36 to 40, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, You shall love your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. End quote. We discuss how Jesus spoke this from the Old Testament and that he was teaching the doctrine of his heavenly father and not his. This was a true but a broad way to explain how to love God and your neighbor. I would say that it is at least broad for me or us in our Western society that does not read the Old Testament as much as we should, or as it's known in Hebrew, the Tanakh. We don't read it at least in depth like we should. If I remember right, the New Testament only is about 20% I believe of the whole Bible so that 80% is extremely important if you don't understand the first part of the book it gets a lot more difficult to understand the second part of the book this is not to say that the New Testament does not show how to love God and love your neighbor of course it does and Jesus was the perfect example on how he loved God and he loved his neighbor. I'm going to start by asking if Jesus was sinless. The scripture tells us he was. Let us look at a few verses in the scriptures. Peter 2.22 Who committed no sin, nor was any deceit found in his mouth. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but one who has been tempted in all things as we are, yet without sin. 1 John 3.5 You know that he appeared in order to take away sins, and in him there is no sin. Now, let us take a step further and define sin according to the scriptures. In 1 John 3, 4, it states, Whoever commits sin also transgresses the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. End quote. Since the New Testament was written in Greek, let's look at a definition of transgression in the Greek. In Greek, it is anomia, which is defined as violation of law, wickedness, iniquity, 
transgression, and unrighteousness, according to the new Strong's Exhaustive Concordance. Now let us look at a definition of transgression in the Hebrew. In Hebrew, it is pesha, and is defined as revolt, rebellion, sin, transgression, trespass. So, these definitions will assist us better as we read the scriptures in different versions. Whenever you read the words, you will know that it's talking about sin and, of a, and the violation of God's law. Let us look at a few examples. Exodus 34.7 Keep in mercy for thousands, forgiven iniquity and transgression and sin. By no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. End quote. Joshua 22.22 The Lord God of gods, the Lord God of gods, he knoweth, and Israel he shall know, if it be in rebellion or if in transgression against the Lord, save us not this day. Proverbs 29.16 When the wicked are multiplied, transgression increaseth, but the righteous shall see their fall. End quote. One of the definitions of transgression is trespass, and that reminds me of the portion of the scriptures when Jesus was asked how we should pray. He says in Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 through 15, For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not man their trespasses, neither will you with your Father forgive your trespasses. So hopefully we are clear on what sin is and that Jesus was sinless. What will be the opposite of sin? A few words will be uprightness, holiness, justice, law, lawfulness, truth, honor, and obedience. If we do these actions instead of sin, we will be doing what is good in the eyes of God. It will please Him that we are following His instructions and not breaking them. And Jesus says Himself in John chapter 14, 15, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And goes further in verse 21 through 24. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father. And I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas said to him, Master, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not the world? Jesus answered him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my word. And the word that you hear is not mine, but the Father who sent me. End quote. I believe Jesus makes it clear on how to love God. You keep his commandments. In other words, you do them. And Jesus stresses that his word is not his, but from the one who sent him, 
God, his heavenly Father. Alright, good. We understand that to love God, we need to follow his commandments. So, which one are his commandments? Let us again keep in mind that Jesus said that his word is not his, and that he taught his Father's word. As we read the word of Jesus on the story that is unraveling, the New Testament has not been written. It is happening as we read. So, obviously, when Jesus was teaching, he was teaching from the Tanakh, the Old Testament. We see this in Luke chapter 4, verse 16 through 17. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet of Isaiah was given to him. And he unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written. End quote. Isaiah is one of the books of the Old Testament. He had nothing else to teach from. So there are many commandments in the Old Testament, but let us look at the ones that we're familiar with. And don't worry about it, we will discuss on how to love our neighbor soon enough. Remember where in Matthew 22 verse 40, Jesus says, On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. The commandments being love God and love your neighbor. One way I heard this explained is that these two are the top two commandments and the rest of them fall under them because they're the ones that teach you how to do it. So the Ten Commandments fall under these two and the rest of them fall under the Ten. I will go through a short version of the Ten. 1. You shall have no other gods before me. 2. You should not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness, likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in earth beneath or that is in the water underneath the earth. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them. 3. You shall not take the name of God in vain. 4. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. 5. Honor your father and your mother. 6. You shall not murder. 7. You shall not commit adultery. 8. You shall not steal. 9. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. 10. You shall not cover your neighbor's house. So, a way to see this is that the first four is how we love and honor our Heavenly Father. And the last six is how we love our neighbor. There is no self-love here. It is great that we help our neighbor in their time of need. And the Heavenly Father does call us out to take care of the widow and the fatherless. But our neighbor for sure will feel our love and peace if we do not steal from them, talk smack behind their back, not go after their property, and obviously not trying to murder them. The rest of the commandments that we see in the scripture 
fall under these, and we can look at them in another conversation. Final thoughts. As we discuss, Jesus was sinless, and he walked the ways of his Father perfectly. He came to show us, at least one of the reasons he came, is to show us how to walk the way perfectly. He is the way, the truth, and the life. John 14, 6. And we love because he loved us first. 1 John 4, 19. And from experience, I can tell you that there is no greater love than to lay one's life for one's friend. John 15, 13. And brothers and sisters, that is what the Messiah did for us. He died because he loves us. I hope, pray, and encourage you to keep seeking the word, the word made flesh, and that you seek obedience to righteousness and to turn away from transgression so that the blessing of the Most High be upon you and your generations. Amen. All right, guys, that is all I have for you today. I hope that you're well. I hope that you are spending some great time with your family and some time with the Father through prayer. And I hope to um, be back soon for another episode of Conversations of the Way. See you next time.